This is the Partnership Podcast, where we bring you all things business from the Vale Valley, including business news, current issues, advocacy alerts, community conversations, and more. Presented by Vale Valley Partnership. This is the Partnership Podcast, and I am Lauren Mendez. I'm so excited to be joined today by Madison Partridge, Executive Director of Mountainside. Thank you so much for joining us for this important conversation. How are you, Madison? I am wonderful. I couldn't think of a better way to spend my afternoon than with you. Well, we are excited to have you here. And there is a lot of conversation around pride and LGBTQ plus in the community. So before we jump into the actual inclusive practices that businesses and individuals can take, I'd love for you to share a little bit about Mountain Pride since it is one of the newer nonprofits here in the Vale Valley. You know, I'm really excited to tell you about it and tell you our story because we started as a grassroots organization in 2020 when Brittany Rose, the Pride in the Park founder, in a week put together the first Pride celebration. And it was the start to getting the ball rolling to offer more services and programs to our community. Um, and just this year, um, we had our third Pride celebration and we, the first one has a 501c3 nonprofit. So it's really exciting, and we are now able to offer a mission of improving the lived experience of the LGBTQ plus community and allies across the mountains of Colorado, and specifically here in Eagle County. Awesome. Well, we're excited that you guys are a nonprofit. People can donate to you, support all of your efforts. So that is huge. I know it was a long time coming and a lot of work, but congrats on getting that started. Thanks. You know, it's just been really cool to be able to offer more things. Like we have four areas of focus. Um, the first being community building, exactly who we started as a grassroots group, um, trying to get people together and bring visibility, support and community to our community, to our LGBTQ plus community. And so uh, we do monthly free events for our LGBTQ plus community and allies. Um, we also offer educational opportunities and trainings for schools, businesses, organizations, for community members, families, parents, um, as well as advocacy and activism, using our voices to make change in the community, to offer and hold space for anyone to talk about what they're going through and support them through those efforts, as well as like being a resource. We do a lot of peer support groups, um, connect people to write resources, um, support the GSAs in the schools and do Pride in the Park. So we have a big old mission doing a lot of things. There's, that's a lot to handle, but that's exciting. There's, there's a lot there and I love the resource bit. You know, that's one of the important things I think that is unique to our community is we have so many different nonprofits. So a lot of them work super collaboratively, and I know that you've already done that thus far on a lot of your events. So I'm sure the question that you get all the time is that people are worried about saying the wrong thing, calling someone the wrong pronoun. There's so many different terms being used in this space that to start, just what would you recommend for someone who's overwhelmed by taking the first steps of being inclusive? Yeah, I, I love to tell people to live and learn in the uncomfortable. Uh, we don't we don't grow from knowing the same things and um, being surrounded every day by the same stuff. And so I want to first acknowledge, like, you're going to mess up. You're not going to be perfect. Nobody's a perfect ally. But if you're willing to learn and grow, um, that's one big piece of allyship and just being a human that uh, you're going to be wrong. You're going to mess up and you're not going to say the right pronouns, but you know, as long as you correct yourself and, 
change um, to make sure you're acknowledging and validating that person and try again and just continue to try again. That's, that's what it's about. And I think one of those first steps is just, I was just doing those things and understanding, you know, the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, I think that's a big thing. Uh, people are like, that's a huge acronym. Um, why are they adding so much to it? And why I don't, I can't remember all of those. And I always tell people, yeah, you're not going to remember um, all of the different identities and um, people represented in the queer community. And so, you know, that there's lesbian, gay, bi, trans, queer, um, intersex, asexual or ally, and then that plus to hold space for um, all of the others who are a part and represented in the community. I think that's so important because I think there is, you know, people aren't, they aren't sure which one to use. They don't know if they should ask, if they shouldn't ask. And I know it, you know, we've had the conversation previously. Ask mm -hmm. someone, you know, if they, if they're uncomfortable, they'll tell you. But for a lot of it, it's that education, you know, piece of starting with just what you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> it truly comes down to that, you know, over and over again. Yeah. And it's, it's okay to not know. And it's okay to ask questions. And like you said, like, I think so many people in the community um, are willing and open to answer questions if it's coming from a very respectful and kind that education approach. So ask questions, um, seek opportunities to learn. Um, and no, you're not going to know everything. But uh, if you're doing the work to learn and being open to it, that's what it's all about. That's, those are those first steps. Definitely. And along those lines, can you talk a little bit about pronouns? I know there's a huge movement in a lot of the workplaces to, you know, include those, whether it's name tags, um, yeah. email signatures, on Zoom, like we are, you know, different different things like that. But why do pronouns matter? Just yeah, I think pronouns is a big topic right now and really important to acknowledge um, where we are at in the this process and learning about it. So I think just starter pronouns is something that every single person has and we use all the time and we use subconsciously because we see somebody and assume their gender identity based on maybe how they express to us or our binary notions of what um, a person should be. And so we see somebody and we automatically attach pronouns to them because that's how we were um, raised and that's how we, we learned about talking about somebody. So you use pronouns every single day in conversation with somebody. And so we often see somebody who is cisgender, who's sex assigned at birth, matches their gender identity, who usually fall in the he and she pronouns. And then we are evolving um, and growing to realize that there are people that fit outside of that um, and may use they, them pronouns or different gender expansive pronouns. And if someone's struggling with knowing the right one to use, you know, how, how can they go about that? Totally. I think everyone is going to mess up uh, when we have different pronouns and somebody has different pronouns and that's okay. Um, it's, it's, it takes practice. I often use the acronym ACT, um, acknowledge, correct, and try again. So I first tell people to ask somebody what their pronouns are. It's really important to not just go up to somebody and say, hey, what are your pronouns? Um, be in conversation with them and say, oh, my name is Madison and my pronouns are she, they. What are your pronouns? Show that you, you care enough to acknowledge your own pronouns and ask what they are. That's a great place to start. Um, and then I, that, that acronym ACT. Um, I used to say, apologize, correct, and try again. And 
the students that I work with are great educators to me and uh, giving me opportunity to learn and realize that we don't need to make it a big, big apology for messing up somebody's pronouns. Um, we just need to acknowledge. And so somebody may use they, them pronouns, but you, you think they may, might use she. So you can say, hey, she, they left their wallet. I need to get it to them. Or, you know, like just correcting that, acknowledging that you messed up, correct it and try again. Cause that's the biggest thing is it takes practice. You're going to mess up. But um, if you're doing the work to be better and um, ask people what they are, instead of assuming what their pronouns are, is the best step to allyship. Well, I love that because I think I know, at least for myself, I have to make a conscious effort to remember to ask what the pronoun is because I look female, identify as female, use she, her, but in my head, you know, it's that conscious piece of making sure that I'm not making consumption and that I really am being fully aware. And I think that's, that's huge, especially now a lot of us weren't raised having, you know, having these different pronouns to use. Um, and I'm so glad that a lot of our kids nowadays are because they're hearing this in school. They, they're getting this from a very young age and they will correct you. And that is huge. They should be correcting, you know, all of us so that we, we get in the habit of using the correct pronoun. Exactly. And it's, you know, it's okay that you're going to mess up, that you have different beliefs. We, we, even I, as the executive director of Mountain Pride, put, put pronouns on a person before asking and have to just have that reality check that, oop, I'm going to wait till they tell me and I mirror near their identity to them. Um, and I also let go of some of those beliefs and the, the grammatical um, things that I've grown and raised on and have been ingrained in my head and like, let those go and let somebody know that if somebody drops their wallet and you know, you don't know who they are because they haven't told you yet. You say, oh no, they dropped their wallet. I need to get it back to them. Like I, I used that earlier, but I think it's really important that um, we let people tell us who they are and acknowledge that we're going to mess up and not be perfect, but it's it's about growth and letting people tell you there. It is. And I think I know the one thing that we've talked about previously, you know, is you can always use someone's name also, you know, until, until you know which pronoun to use, you know, you can always just reference them by name and have, you know, have that as at least a starting point, you know, until you have a conversation with them. Exactly. Yeah. That's the first thing, you know, hi, my name is Madison or, Hey, I'm Lauren. And I don't know your pronouns yet. Oh, Lauren, can you pick up that pencil for that that's an excellent way for somebody who maybe doesn't understand or doesn't fully want to accept that people have different pronouns and that's okay, but you can still be respectful by using that strategy of place, placing their name instead of their pronouns. It matters so much, you know, when you take the time to, to know someone's pronoun and be able to address them in that way. I always like to tell people, because I had somebody tell me this and I think it just really resonated with me that the amount of uncomfortableness that you get from using they, them pronouns for somebody does not equate to the euphoria that it gives somebody when you do use them. Because so many of our youth, our queer adults have grown up being invisible and not seen in the community and not validated for who they are, um, that it can be really impactful. I mean, the studies show um, that suicide rates drop drastically when a youth um, has an affirming person in their life who who uses the correct pronoun um, or, and gender identity with that students. It's it's really impactful and life saving work. And it takes one person, you know, what that that first person to really acknowledge and be able to fully accept someone, and from there, you know, it can make the entire difference for someone. Oh, totally. Um, 
from the business lens, we're going to jump over to kind of that piece now. What can businesses do to be more inclusive? I got a lot for you, so get ready. Um, I think the first part is acknowledging where you are, taking a look um, at yourself as, as an individual, as an organization, as a business, and seeing where you are at on that DEI um, level and what areas you might um, need to grow and learn in. Uh, I think on the topic of pronouns, um, a lot of our cisgender community doesn't understand why they need to pr put pronouns on their email signatures. Um, and I challenge that to you are making this narrative and this conversation around different pronouns um, normal. And you're, I hate that word because I think it's not normal. It's a bit because what is, what is normal, right? Um, we want to have this conversation so that we, this is at part of our everyday life that we can, we can see somebody and not assume their pronouns and let them tell us and see their signature um, and see their pronouns to know how, how to work and address and address them. And I think it's a really great, like I'm, I'm an ally. I, I put my, my pronouns on my email signature. So, you know, that I'm, I'm making this conversation a priority in my everyday and my work and my emails. I encourage businesses to um, recognize the and eliminate discrimination in the workplace. And how we do that is have trainings, have conversations, make it make it a safe space for your employees to go to you and talk about what's going on. Um, bring in a professional to have conversations around terminology, different um, inclusive practices, um, ways to address harassment, how to, how to be an ally in, in the workplace. Like these are, this is how we hit people that maybe have never had this conversation or never had the opportunity. Um, offer, offer those trainings, make it a priority. Um, update your work policies. Does your policy have um, anti-discrimination um, and bullying for LGBTQ individuals um, or for other marginalized communities? Does your dress code um, remove um, gendered or racial stereotypes? Uh, are you making sure that it's a policy that you're addressing um, family leave and that it has LGBTQ couples or conversations around adoption and surrogacy? Like, are those priorities? What are you missing? Um, because I think a lot of the times when inclusive practices and policies come up or when somebody who is a part of the LGBTQ plus community or another marginalized community has something that happened. So are you ahead of the curve and making that a priority in your work and in your policies as well as healthcare coverage? Sorry, I'm just going rambling, but I just think these are all really great ways that our local businesses and organizations can make inclusion a priority. Yeah. And I think the one, one of the ones that always comes to mind for me also is moving away from gendered bathrooms. And the one part that I love that you said is do these things now. Don't do this when you have someone on, you know, your staff who requests this. If you really want to be, you know, talking the talk and walking the walk, these are all the things that you should be doing, not retroactively, but, you know, all proactively. Exactly. And I think emphasizing on the gender neutral bathrooms, like, do you have one? Do you have single stall bathrooms that are gendered? Like why? Like, you know, um, make that, make that a priority uh, in, 
in your inclusive space. Uh, a couple other ideas for <laughs> inclusive practices, you know, do you have a resource group? Do you have, make it a priority that groups have space to come together and talk about different things that um, is going on and what can shape interests and backgrounds for improving employees' ex overall experience and feel that they have a diverse, diverse groups and representation. I think that's one of the big things I want to mention is like, are you recruiting purposefully? Are you making sure you have diverse people in your organization, on your board, um, in leadership? Uh, we can really make an impact. And I think that's a that's an area that so many of us um, are growing, growing and working in just as, as us as a organization dedicated to it. We're, we're working on making sure that we have diversity and have those individuals in leadership and making that a priority and making sure that we're sharing in our marketing and on our website, the real people that we're working with and um, engaging with and making sure that the work that we're expressing and doing make people feel comfortable enough to come into our space. Definitely, that's super, super important because this isn't just for your employees, this is for your customers, this is for the community as a whole and really having that you're inclusive to everyone throughout the entire community. And we have a number of visitors, you know, we are obviously a very tourist-based location. So, you know, this, mm -hmm. is, this is something that we need to consider to be continuing to be competitive in all of those spaces as well. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot to unpack. I love this because there's so much information. There's so many different steps that people can take, businesses can take, our whole community can take. And, you know, luckily the thing that I love about this is people can go back and listen to this podcast again. There's so much information here. There's so many resources on your guys' website. So what is your website? Where can people go to find out more information on Mountain Climb, resources, all of, all of these things? Yeah, mountainpride.org is our website. Um, my email is madison at mountainpride.org. If you want to reach out, if if you're interested in doing a training for your business or organization um, about LGBTQ inclusion in the workplace, or need some different advice or strategies on policies, or want to be like an actionable ally and not only put up a pride flag um, during Pride Month, but you know, sponsor, come to events partner, reach out. We're here to support you and walk alongside you on this journey because it's not an easy one. And there's so many voices in our community that need to be heard and represented. And if you're making this a priority, I applaud you so much. And um, thanks for listening. Madison, thank you so much for being on the show today. Every time we chat, I feel like I learned so much more about inclusivity and just, you know, being, being a better community member, being a better employee, all of that in our community. So thank you so, so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks, Gale Valley Partnership for having me. Be sure to subscribe to the Partnership Podcast on whatever platform you're listening right now and find more resources at valleypartnership.com.